0: There, I'm your host, Allison. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. This is a podcast where I talk to a new horror fan or horror fans every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan because most of us are just regular people who like the adrenaline rush of being scared for some reason, and here we delve into those reasons. I'm so excited because last night we had a full moon in the sign of Pisces, and I got to chat with two of the hosts of the podcast, allegedly astrology, Dana and Sarah. I'm a big astrology nerd, so when I connected with them on Twitter, I knew I wanted to have them on the show. They told me about how they, get, how they told me about how they got into watching horror, why they think horror fans enjoy microdosing on darkness, and why they love to read the astrological charts of people like Jeffrey Dahmer and events like the Sarah Lawrence cult. cult. There's also spoilers for the menu at 41 minutes. so if you haven't seen it yet, just skip over like 20 seconds um such a good episode and if you're an astrology nerd like us you'll love it too one last thing before we get into this episode if you love the show and haven't left us a review on itunes yet i'd be so grateful if you if you could take a second to rate and review it on apple podcasts or spotify and subscribe to our feed wherever you listen to us thank you to everyone who's already left us a review it's so appreciated as it really helps people to find us i think i've rambled enough so let's get into this episode with dana and sarah Hey, Dana and Sarah, how are you? Hello.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. It's so appropriate that we're recording tonight, February 19th, because there's a new moon in Pisces and you're the, you're two of the three hosts of the podcast, Allegedly Astrology, which I love and we'll get into in a little bit, but do you want to start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself, including your sun rising and moon signs?
2: Yes. Dana, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. I'm Dana. I'm from Chicago. I'm an astrologer by trade and hobby, which I've never said before. Uh, my son, <laughs> I'm a Gemini sun, a Sagittarius moon, and a Leo rising, just like Donald Trump, Zoe Saldana, Barry Manilow, and Sandra Bernhardt. So, real kooky. Yes, bunch. just surrounded by the greats. <laughs> <some clowns>. um, <laughs> my name's
1: Sarah. I am. Oh, well, I'm from Chicago. That's how I know Dana and my other co-hosts on Allegedly Astrology. We all went to high school together, but now I live in Miami and I'm in advertising as like my day job. I write ads for a living. And for the podcast, I do all the writing and researching and my sun and moon and rising are Macap Sun, Cancer Moon, and Libra Rising.
0: Awesome. So first things first, what are your favorite scary movies?
1: Oh my God, Dana,
2: do you want to go first? My absolute favorite is The Killing of a Sacred Deer, which I just saw last year for the first time and was obsessed with. I guess still am. That counts as horror, right? That's like a terrifying yeah. movie. Yeah, <laughs> loved
0: it. I loved it. And
2: yeah, that was, I think that's my absolute favorite.
1: Okay, mine I feel like is kind of bizarre, but when I was little, my parents just let me watch whatever I wanted. So I feel like I'm slightly my horror movie- experience is kind of different because when I was little I loved watching them and then something happened where like I became afraid of them and now my way of consuming them is like through podcasts and reading like Wikipedia plots because I'm afraid to watch them (laughs) but my favorite scary movie is Nightmare on Elm Street for the Dream
2: Master (laughs) that was the first one I ever saw when I was like four years old too
1: yeah, I just love it. I love like how campy Freddy is. I love like the, I can't think of her name, Julie, Julia, the one who like fights him, I love. But yeah, that's probably my favorite one just because it doesn't scare me. But I also really like House of a Thousand Corpses, which is kind of interesting because I don't really like that much gore. And that's like all that movie is. But yeah, that's Rob uh, Zombie, right? Yeah.
2: You'll I also like to- Scream. If that
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. You have to meet my friend Sharon Sarah. Her one of her favorite movies is House of a Thousand Corpses. She used to go to sleep to it.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's kind of one of those movies where after you watch it enough, you're, it doesn't phase you anymore, and you're yeah. just like, "Yeah, this is fine."
0: <laughs> I still have never seen it, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. I don't like gore that much. No.
1: Yeah, neither do I.
0: <laughs> and Sharon is from Chicago as well. So. Oh my god, cool. god! Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> So how did you both first fall in love with horror?
2: Dana, do you want to go? Well, I guess, I mean, I saw Nightmare on Elm Street and I didn't, I don't think I loved it, but I loved that I knew I wasn't supposed to be watching it. (laughs) And then when I saw Scream, I had already seen like Clueless and whatever like other teen movies were out. And so I liked how it was sort of like funny as well as terrifying, I guess. I just didn't like the guts part, but I was like seven years old and I watched it at actually the same place where I saw Nightmare on Elm Street And every other movie I wasn't supposed to see. Like, my, I was like being babysat by kids who are a year older than me or something. But yeah, I think I just like the feeling of being like, what's going to happen? I love like adrenaline, you know? I love getting in trouble. (laughs) The same feeling.
1: I think the first scary movie I ever saw was The Exorcist, and it was by my grandma's house on like in Chicago. We have a channel, it's like WGN Channel 9, and sometimes they have like the, not like it's the special version that could play on like regular TV at night or whatever. So I remember watching that and I feel like it should have been scary, but I wasn't that scared. And then I feel like because of that, I had like a false sense of security with scary movies. So I would just like go to Blockbuster, which is really dating myself and like go through the, like the scary movie aisle and pick stuff out so i just kept watching them until my parents said i couldn't anymore which was like never like i feel (laughs) like like at my on my own accord of being afraid somehow i stopped probably when i was in high school i think because then i feel like when you're little you don't realize like some of the things could happen to you and i guess around high school i was like wait you actually could be chased by a man
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah did you ever watch the movie the strangers
2: oh my God. god that, that be, would like, be like my life,
0: life. <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> so yeah. yeah
0: that one is terrifying i rewatched it for the first time a couple of years ago since seeing it in theaters and it's like just as scary but it's like the two main characters make all the wrong choices so you're kind of like they? you deserve it a little bit so
2: that makes me feel maybe i should watch it again but
0: yeah isn't Liv tyler in that yeah yeah it's yeah, a hot was...
2: guy i think
0: so why do you think that people who seem perfectly sane love the horror genre
2: I think I mean there's like curiosity or like generic perversion which is also a term I use for Uranus which is just like what's off about people like it's weird to not be curious I think but also there's a way to get adrenaline and now that we know like about psychology it makes sense that like you would go on a date to see a movie because then you're like scared together you're you're, like manipulating each other into being more in love trauma bonding yeah I think it's a way to like I think on a deeper level people like it's well I mean I think it's important to acknowledge that evil exists or like that there's dark stuff and so one way to be like all right like this is evil but like I can live my regular life and just sort of microdose darkness
0: oh I love I love that expression microdose darkness (laughs) yes yeah I think like
1: scary movies are fun for the reasons Dana said I also think they're a little bit taboo like you're kind of seeing these things that like you know, no human probably should see or experience, whether it's like a slasher and you're seeing, you know, Michael Myers, like kill a bunch of people in weird ways. Or like, if it's the conjuring, like you're witnessing a family, like experiences, insane, demonic curse. But I also think the tension and the fear of being scared can be addicting. So it's like something you kind of want to experience, even though it's a weird feeling, it's still, you know, you kind of crave it. I feel like after a while.
2: For sure.
0: Maybe, maybe that's why horror movie fans exist because we're addicted.
2: Yes. <laughs> it's a safe addiction, I, I think.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, safer than like meth. So.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. Which <laughs> probably has like similar results, you know, <laughs> adrenaline. I don't know.
1: I never tried to like take apart like a fridge after watching a scary movie though. <laughs> <laughs> hey.
0: That's quite right. yes. <laughs> so what scares you today in movies and in real life? Um i honestly and-
2: <laughs> well, I'm not like terrified of masks, but I was thinking about this. Like I used <laughs> to be afraid of the mask aisle during Halloween when I was little, and I think my mom would walk me through it to like try and do like immersion therapy but it would freak me out and I yeah the strangers was one of my like least not like least favorite I guess I didn't hate it but I was terrified during it and they have masks in that movie a lot of the horror movies I hate or like I'm too afraid to see like the one what's it called with like Naomi Watts something mommy on oh my goodness. goodness good night yeah mommy. oh yeah I, like, sorry. The trailer I like close my eyes during the trailer that's how I know I can't see it and then I read all the wikipedia's <laughs>
0: Don't don't watch the Naomi Watts version. Watch the Austrian version.
1: Yeah, I heard that one's messed up. I also read the plot to that, and I was like, wow,
0: it's it's a good movie. It's not too. It's I don't think it's too messed up. But like, yeah, the American remake was not good. So
1: that's sad. Like I feel like everyone's obsessed with doing remakes, and they never. It's hard to be better than the original.
0: Yeah. Do you guys have any favorite remakes?
1: No, I know people were obsessed with it. Again, I was like afraid to watch it.
2: (laughs) It was intense. I I love Lil Hader. I should see it the second one, but I never even saw the first one. That was one that I never saw as a child. Do you have any that you would recommend?
0: Remakes? I would recommend the Funny Games remake was really good. It's remade in English, so you don't have to watch the French version and it's remade by the same director, I believe. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, I would recommend both. It part one and part two that came out recently because they're both really good. But it part two is really long. It's like two hours and forty five minutes. <laughs> I sat through it in the movie theater. Did not get up once. It was like very. It was like watching Titanic. Whoa. <laughs> what else is a really good remake? I actually really liked. I really like Rob Zombie's Halloween. I know that's an unpopular thing to say. I find the original Halloween very boring.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and then
0: the 2002 american remake of the ring i think it's better than ringu so.
1: oh yes
2: yeah. that movie was great the ring was
0: like i think it came out when i was either
1: were we in elementary school or were we in high yeah. school already i
2: think we were in like i think it came out in like oh one or oh two so we would have been like sixth or seventh grade maybe even eighth
1: I remember the girl, like, remember when they opened the closet and they see the girl in there, her face, like, I know, like looking back now, like that wasn't like the best movie makeup or anything, but it like really messed me up. Like I could see her face. In my head right
2: now. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's so. It's like funny now to think about.
0: So, what's your favorite subgenre in horror?
2: I like. I guess like psychological. I love psychological. I'm a Cancer Mars in the twelfth house, so I, which means that I like like you know psychological torture to myself and others. I like a cult. I guess like anything that's like witchy or like people, you know, like devil stuff, like Satan <laughs> with I can't devil stuff. <laughs> devil stuff. I
1: like devil um, stuff.
2: I also like comedy horror. Which I think I also kind of like the accidental comedy one, like Wicker Man was mm-hmm. felt extremely yeah. funny, even though it's terrifying. Um, it's just so funny when the he punches the lady.
1: <laughs> Wicker Sorry. Man is unhinged. Like I've never seen the <laughs> original one from like the Same. 70s, but I can't admit I need to watch it because I just to compare
2: what it's like. That's um, my favorite remake, I guess.
1: <laughs> my favorite genre I think is or subgenre is just campy horror like even though I don't like gore like now I think movies now are so real that it scares me like I don't want to see someone die in a way that honestly is probably like medically accurate (laughs) but I do love like over the top like homemade stuff because it's still scary but it's like playful and fun like Evil Dead I just watched for the first time like probably two Halloweens ago, because I was like, I need to start watching scary movies. And that's the one I watched. And it's obviously gory, but it's just so insane and over the top that I loved it. There's also like this movie I watched called Chopping Mall, where (laughs) robots get hit by lightning, and then they just go on a killing spree of people Mm -hmm. in the mall, which is pretty funny. So I love like all stuff like that, or like Fright Night, where it's just like, what is going on now? Those are the ones I like, because I feel like I could separate reality yeah. from what's happening.
0: Nice. I'll have to introduce you on Twitter to my friend Jody because he is like big into the horror comedy and like 80s horror. Oh so my
1: God. Yes. I I please them.
0: do. Yeah. <laughs> they, they I can always ask him whether or not I will like something because he knows my taste really well. I'll be like, well I like that. He'll be like, no. <laughs> but speaking of Campy, I saw Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey last night. I want to oh. see
1: that. How um, was it?
0: it was ridiculous <laughs> the audience was laughing the entire time and yeah it's like not a not a well-written horror movie at all it's it's like faster paced than an 80s horror movie but it's like that cheesy and the acting is not I great so yeah i would recommend to watch it with a group of your friends because it's fun so like, but,
2: wait until it's on yeah on tv okay.
0: yeah or go see it in a packed theater i mean okay whatever yeah, but somebody brought two, a couple walked in with two strollers and two babies halfway through <laughs> and sat in the front. Oh my God. I was like, this is not not conducive.
1: Could you what imagine you if they thought it was like a real Winnie the Pooh movie? Yeah. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> They're apparently remaking Peter Pan and also Bambi soon as well.
2: As horror, horror? Yeah. Um, Actually, I kind of like that. I would generally think that would piss me off on some days, I guess. Maybe I'm just but like I feel like Bambi and I don't know, Peter Pan are so perfect for that.
1: Peter Pan, I feel like could be scary. Like it's either. a child that like doesn't age, that just breaks into people's houses by flying.
2: <laughs>
0: <And then> there's Captain <laughs> also, also, Hook. So. Oh
2: yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Hook was the first movie I ever saw.
0: Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah.
2: Oh.
1: She's been her first crush was Rufio.
2: Yeah. Nice.
0: That's a good choice. <laughs> speaking of Speaking of Evil Dead, have you watched the 2013 remake yet?
1: No, I didn't. I heard some people liked it, but I just I can't betray the first one. Like I don't even know what it would be like. Like I'm obsessed with what's his name? The actor from the original one, Bruce Campbell. Um, yes, like like hottie, like love him, cannot betray him. So, I haven't watched it now.
0: Oh, okay. Have well, you seen it? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I don't really like the original ones. I find them a little boring, but yeah. Yeah, yeah so this is the more modern version of it. It's a little faster paced.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah. Maybe I will watch it. But, but yeah, sure. I feel like I need to, I don't know, whenever I like something, if a remake comes out or like a new, like even if it's a song or something, I can't, I'm like, I just can't. I can't go there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Do you have any favorite horror directors? I okay, don't, I mean, but
2: Dana does. I, I feel like I like... What's the name? Yorgos Lanthimos? Lanthimos? He's the one who directed Killing of a Sacred Deer, and since oh. I like that movie so much. I also like Jordan Peele. I mean, I just love... I like the movies, but I also just love, like, what's it called? Key and Peele. And I feel like he has such a... an obviously new interpretation of stuff. or like is telling me stories. Wes Craven, because I like Scream. Also... I guess I like Roman Polanski because I like Rosemary's (laughs) Baby. And I, I mean, I don't condone his (laughs) lifestyle. But I also, when I read Ari Aster's Wikipedia page a few, uh, like months ago or years ago, I read the, like a bunch of his influences. And one of them was Repulsion, which I found out was also from Roman Polanski. And they're just like these crazy apartment movies, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) So yeah, I think I maybe could get into that era a little more of like, 70s women being terrified tortured or you know psychological and then i guess yeah whoever directed wicker man nicholas cage wicker <laughs> man. big ups right.
1: where the director of wicker man was oh my god what if it was nicholas
2: cage i'm looking it up right now i would love that It was directed it like by a...
0: neil LeBute, who actually wrote a movie recently or directed it and it was really boring oh
1: really
0: yeah i can't remember what it was i saw it and i was like that was house of darkness that justin long was in it's on hulu now
1: oh nothing
0: happens in it until the last six minutes so i
1: know one movie that i am going to attempt to watch because i read it and a few of my friends saw it And the Justin Long thing just reminded me of it is Barbarian. Mm. I heard that one was really good. I, of course, read the plot. So Mm. I'm pre, I feel like I need to like ruin the movie for myself. And then I'll be able to like watch it because I know what's going to happen. So it'll be less scary. Mm. But yeah, I feel like that one will be really good.
0: Yeah, Barbarian was excellent.
2: Is that with what's his name?
0: It's like Alexander
1: Bill Skarsgård. No, is that the dad?
0: No, it's Bill Skarsgård. Oh, I yeah. Bill, it's
2: so hot. They're all <laughs> yeah. hot. Never mind. Cool. <laughs>
0: They're all hot. <laughs> so you're two of the three hosts of the podcast, Allegedly Astrology, where true crime, scandals, and celebrity gossip meet astrology, where three friends discuss the transits that have influenced some of the biggest moments throughout history and pop culture. You've covered people like Jeffrey Dahmer and the Don't Worry Darling drama Roe v. Wade, the Sarah Lawrence cult, the Slenderman stabbing and many others. How did you come up with the idea for allegedly astrology?
2: Dana, do you want to answer this? We we just like thought we needed some way to stay in touch and stay sane during the lockdown, so we had the idea I think around like in the beginning of the summer 2020 and then we put out our first episode by August. And like we just like thought our group chat could be relatable or funny. Like I would get on uh, I don't know some sort of like tear and send everyone like 19 <laughs> ch- charts from like I don't know the JonBenet Ramsey case and be like and here's this and like here's what's going on and then we just like shit talk a lot and so that seems to be <laughs> a really good way to stay connected and also be, like sane.
1: Yeah it was like really helpful I think during that time because we all had like a lot of free time on our hands and because I work in a, uh, advertising I write a lot but a lot of it is obviously like based on what other people want. So it was nice to write stuff, write scripts that were like my ideas that I liked. So, it's been fun.
0: Cool. Yeah, we
2: also have like three unique talents, I suppose, so it works well.
0: Yeah. How long have you all been studying astrology and giving giving readings?
2: I've been like studying st- astrology regularly and then with increasing depth since 2012. I did a little in college, we graduated in 2011, but just like reading I don't know, my like Susan Miller horoscope at that point. And then I started giving paid readings in 2019 in person. And then during the pandemic, I started doing it on like video.
1: And I don't give readings. Dana is the astrologer of it, but I am very into astrology. I haven't known to force people to give me their birth. <laughs> so i could like do their charts for them like i say like unsolicited astrology advice i do it for all my co you can give
2: uh <laughs> you can do a chart reading
1: no i can but i don't charge for it i like love right. learning about astrology and doing like deep dives but i also got into it around college but only within like the last few years and doing the podcast have i like really been like digging deep into like more of the advanced astrology stuff
0: Nice. What are your favorite episodes that you've done so far?
1: Oh my gosh. Our favorite episodes. I love, so I love true crimes, crime stuff. And I love history. However, a lot of our listeners are more interested in like celebrity gossip. So I would say a lot of my favorite ones are like, we did the Titanic and the challenger explosion. We just did Jeffrey Dahmer, which was like cool to learn about. What else? Oh, we also, this is like neither related to true crime or history, but we did cover Giselle and Tom Brady's breakup, which I thought was really interesting, (laughs) like learning about each of them and how he's like afraid to eat strawberries or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) He's not afraid. He only recently ate one for the first time at like the age of like 42
2: yeah as a like celebrity it's not like he doesn't have access to strawberries yeah okay (laughs) I like I think I like don't worry darling I like the Pete and Kim one too I think
1: there's been so many
2: I know Sarah Lawrence might have been interesting
1: oh yeah cults I love doing cult stuff
2: oh yeah the one I also like the not the Blair Witch why can't I think of it oh the witch the Salem Witch Trials
1: oh yeah Salem Witch Trials was very cool R.I.P. Sarah Good or whatever her name was. Sarah Osborne. There was a lot of Sarahs in that. Pretty Proctor?
2: Or is that from (laughs) the Crucible? My (laughs) bad.
1: We actually are knowledgeable about (laughs) these things,
0: despite how it
1: sounds.
0: (laughs) How do you choose the crimes that you're going to cover the people?
1: Honestly, we have like a really long list, like between our Patreon and our normal like In feed one, we have a list of, it honestly has to be like 300 topics at this point because a lot of people suggest it. But a lot of the times, too, we try and tie it to like the month of the year. Like, are there any anniversaries or is something about to be released? Like, we did Dahmer because Netflix Dahmer had just come out. So we try and like tie it to like what's going on in pop culture as best as we can. But then sometimes we just like doing wild cards, like, (laughs) will be like I really need- want to talk about the Manson girls. So it's like <laughs> Dana and Lisa will be like, "Fine, Sarah, Manson girls, if you want."
0: Nice. Can you reveal any of your topics that you're covering for March?
1: So we're ahead. A- like we do seasonal episodes, oh, so okay. we probably like won't do it. And it's honestly just for like our mental stability and sanity because we all like work too on top of it, but. We're probably not going to launch until like April or May for our next season, just to give us some time. But what are we doing? I mean, I want to definitely do some, like another murder this year, if possible.
2: I'm really interested in Blanche. Oh, and Blanche. Monnier. Yeah. Yeah. She's do you know woman, that story? This no. This woman in France fell in love. She was like from like, I don't know, the bourgeoisie. She was rich and her... Mom was like kind of pretentious. And so she fell in love with like a poor lawyer, or I mean, just not of the same class. And her mom was mad. So she locked her in the basement and said, like, until you are willing to like denounce this love, like you can't come up. And so she would feed her only the scraps from her meals. She like was like skin and bones when they finally got to her. I think it was like 25 years or something. And they found her and she was like, it's like really dark but also i'm <laughs> interested in i think i actually did i went into the astrology of it and i was like wow that's pretty wild there was some wild astrology i'm also interested in um, like the stockholm syndrome the normal Storg robbery just
0: oh the podcast and that's why we drink just covered it if you want to go listen to oh. it it's really interesting i do a couple, I weeks, like that couple weekends ago yeah
2: that is why we drink it's um, good And probably Mary Bell, a fellow Gemini, though, like, she was one of the first child serial killers. One of the first of, like, probably two. I don't know.
0: Oh, Um, yeah. Oh, that's interesting.
1: I mean, Um, if I could assume, like, if we're doing celebrity ones, I think we would probably cover Miley and Liam, just because they were so recently in the news. But if we're talking about, like, true crime, I would definitely want to talk about, like, Albert Fish one day, you know, he's like the origin of the boogeyman. I also think Amanda Knox would be cool to do. And then I also think like uh, we do a lot of couples, but we've never done like a killer couple. So if we did like Paul Bernardo and Carla Homolka or like Fred and Rose West, I think it would be interesting to see how their sinistry, which is like you overlap charts and you see how their chemistry is together I'd like to look at that and like their composite, which is like the chart of the relationship to see like what's in there that would like make you be
0: like, you know what, let's kill people together.
1: Uh That's (laughs) wild.
0: So cool. Have you found any commonalities when reading people's charts that you know are horror fans? Do they have like any placements in common? I don't know if that's a little bit too specific.
2: It's not too specific. It would be stereotypically, it would be like Scorpio placements, which I guess, Hey, you fit that. Yeah, Scorpio um, rising. But then also, like, I like, I mean, I don't know, I would think maybe, like, I don't know if our generation is more into horror than other generations. I don't know when, like, when you were born, but, like, that would be Scorpio-Pluto generation is me and Sarah. I would also probably see where Saturn is because Saturn is the planet that traditionally dictates fear. Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto can also all speak to fear, but I guess Scorpio would be the most stereotypically, like, Aware of horror, but then maybe Gemini, so curious. So I got your yeah. So all in my chart. Uh, also, like uh, yeah, any sort of like Saturn aspect, a, a nice like Mars square, maybe a Pluto square. Mm. Maybe yeah. someone with squares a lot actually would probably be more interested in like viewing horror or more averse to it, just because like there's so much horror in their own lives. <laughs> oh
0: my god, <laughs> internal I'll have, horror. I'll have, to, I'll have to check and see if I have anything that's squared. I don't I don't remember.
2: Would love to look at your chart.
0: (laughs) How do you get the information for the people and the events? I guess not the events because you know the times of those events, but like how do you get like the birth times for the people who you cover?
2: Mostly we use Astro Data Bank. There was an astrologer named Lois Rodden who developed a rating system for how to tell like or like what grade the quality or accuracy of a birth time is. Mm -hmm. um so astro data bank i like trust implicitly and then if they don't have it i'll just go like you know we dig around and then i'll just do it like a chart for new to not do the rising
1: nice yeah because then you can make charts but i feel like so many people tweet at celebrities which that's a way to get it too but yeah i feel like there's always like a lot of like weird astro drama when it comes to rising signs sometimes like people be
2: like no
0: they're not this they're that
2: that's actually happened to us twice now
0: yeah (laughs) wow if anyone is listening and they want to learn a little bit more about astrology where would you suggest that they could start
2: i like i mean chris brennan's book hellenistic astrology is pretty much like a great textbook but that's very you might have to have like some sort of like knowledge about it at that point otherwise parker's astrology is like basically an encyclopedia of astrology that's really good for having like every sort of background or like every sort of they have like every what do i think not like sect but they'll do like progressions they have predictions they have all the signs with all the planets mean that's a good one I'll, i would just probably get a scribd what's it called subscription which is just like this basically digital library and then you can look at books for free online also just, things like, I also yeah, think, like, Google stuff and you'll find what you like. There's a, a book for everything now.
1: Have you ever heard of books? That's what <laughs> you can't think of. I think. Also, like, Chris Brennan, who is a very, I feel like, you know, he has big, the
0: astrology podcast. Yes.
1: Yeah. He's, I feel like, if you're a nerd like I am, you could listen to the astrology podcast. It's very dense. A lot of times it feels like you're in a college course. So you definitely learn a lot, but you have to, like, Focus on it. I'm trying to think. I feel like Maddie Murphy, she's the, her podcast is called The Cosmic RX. She does a lot of stuff that are more about like the transits, but she talks about what's going on in daily life too. But I think like a lot of us probably just start off like looking at their chart or like also I feel like for me and Dana, it was like guy related. You're like, let me see what if yeah. this boy will like me. And then you just do like a million Google searches about what every aspect means. And then you go insane and they're implanted in your head after that.
2: <laughs> yeah. That does. Also, like Mindfire, I think it's like mindfire.ca or something, has a lot of information from Dane Rudiar, who was not the first evolutionary astrologer, I don't think, but he was sort of like not necessarily an iconic class, but he just had a different sort of interpretation about astrology and he wrote so much stuff. That's online.
0: Nice. I will have to check out all those resources. All I have read so far is Chenny Nichols. No. Oh she's yeah. great. That's, but,
2: yeah. Duh. Yeah, that's a yeah. an excellent starting point.
0: Yeah, she's so um, funny on her Instagram with her stories
1: and stuff. I love her. Yeah. She has I have her book too, like the astrology of like radical self-acceptance. I think I can't think of like the that's like the subtitle of it. But her story is so interesting because mm-hmm. she basically got famous as an astrologer like much later in life. I think like in her later 30s or even early forties. Yeah. But she talks about it in relation to her birth chart, which I thought was like so cool. But yeah, she's great. <laughs>
0: So, an article came out in 2020 that said that horror movie fans were handling the lockdown better than non-horror movie fans. Why do you think that was the case?
2: I feel like it—it it feels satisfying when life imitates art. <laughs> Damn. And
0: what? So I jarred. mean, not
2: in a way—not in a way where you're like, "Oh, thank God, this is happening." But like, that phrase exists maybe just because, like, oh, at least something prepared me for it. Right? Like, at least I had some sort of experience with witnessing, like, art preparing us for reality. I also feel like a common thread in like any horror film is like, like people are ripped out of their like prefabricated narrative, (laughs) you know? And then like, that was what happened to everyone. Like there was like a lockdown and then like everyone's life was different. So like whatever like path that like people thought they were on, they were like, okay, you know, I'm not on this anymore. So like a horror fan might be better and able to cope with that sort of like loss of control. Whereas if you're averse to horror, maybe you can't see like, I know a lot of people probably just don't like gore, but, like, if you don't like any horror, maybe you sort of don't like witnessing the loss of control. But I'm also, I wonder, like, what the demographics of that would be, because then I would like to do the astrology of, like, generations. Because I can see the, the boomers who have, like, Pluto and Leo being really, that's, like, Leo's a sign of the self and Pluto's all about sort of, like, control and power games. So, like, if they have no control you know, like, I think Joy Behar was like, I want to go to Italy. And it's like, the people are dying. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, maybe that was it.
1: I think people are, well, two things. You know, I think when you're used to being scared or being anxious a lot or being tense because of horror movies, when it gets to the time to be scared in real life, you're probably more able to cope with it than just like freaking out and flying off the handle. (laughs) And I also think too, like when you watch horror movies, you know, the person that like, freaks like you always spot the first person for the most part that's gonna die and it's always the person that's like dumb like you know doing things that are obvious that you should not do so I feel like with that in mind you're like okay like I'm not gonna be the one to die first in this
2: situation like you're like gamifying uh, lockdown yeah grocery shopping or whatever (laughs) Game of mind grocery shopping.
0: (laughs) Did you have you seen the new pandemic horror movie Sick that's on Peacock?
2: No,
1: oh, yeah,
0: Yeah. what is it about? It's about these two girls who go to quarantine, you know, lockdown at one of their lake houses because we all have lake houses, and like somebody starts trying to kill them. So
2: interesting, and it's during, yeah,
0: it's it takes place in like April 2020.
1: I'm surprised no one has done that yet because that, if that would have come out, imagine if they were able to do it like so fast and churn it out by the end of the pandemic, everybody would be like, oh my God, this is going to happen to me. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be
2: so funny to know that everyone at their lake houses were watching that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's written by Kevin Williamson who wrote Scream. Oh, Oh, perfect. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So does Uh, it have like a similar vibe of?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't fun, say it's as good as Scream, fun. but yeah, it's definitely, it's entertaining. And I found it a little bit re-traumatizing when in the first scene, the guy is getting home from the grocery store and wiping down his groceries. Oh
1: my God. <laughs> Remember how we were like, no, we have to wipe down all yeah. of our groceries with Clorox wipes <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> or leave them outside, like yeah. leave them outside for a little bit. <laughs> Times were simpler then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was
1: wild.
0: Oh, Yeah. Are there any horror movies that you won't watch or that you won't watch ever again?
1: I think for me, because I don't like, I don't like a lot of gore. I don't like body horror. So I feel like I would never really watch like any of the human centipedes or I've like read the plot to a Serbian film. I feel like I would never be into that. And I also read about martyrs, which also, again, just seems too much for me even when I spoil the plot for myself I think I would be watching it like through my fingers a lot yeah
2: I guess I wouldn't see goodnight mommy <laughs> <laughs> I saw the conjuring when I was like 22 after college and, and lived at home and I slept with my mom that night I was so or the following night I, I saw it at like my friend's house
1: there is something about the conjuring like it took me honestly when I watched it for the first time I'm not even joking like four hours because I had to pause it like and be like <laughs>
0: take a time out i don't think i watch strangers
2: again either i'm sorry
0: oh you should you should it's i don't think it's as bad second time but it's still tense so the conjuring is just one of the it's one of those rare horror movies that's rated r because of how scary it is not because of like gore or or like
1: oh interesting
0: and the ring is only pg-13 so
1: really Mm -hmm. oh my god no
2: the conjuring like honestly like ruined my day
0: It's such a good movie, though. It's such mm. a solid environment. Yeah, I
2: can't, I can't turn away once I'm like in it. You yeah. Know?
0: Like, even the I opening so I'd probably won't watch it. Annabelle
2: than either. A doll. Yeah. Or an actual haunted doll that existed.
0: <laughs> there no is, there's really. a haunted doll if you ever go to Key West. There's a haunted doll that lives in a store there. Oh, really? Yeah. You have to ask him. Have to you take gone? It. I have not. But you have to ask him before you take his photo. Because otherwise, if you don't ask his permission, he'll haunt you.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm not trying to fuck with like haunted dolls in any
0: way
2: <laughs> no. i deeply want to go though but i know i shouldn't
1: you would be accidentally haunted dana like a true, <laughs> a
2: really good point
0: are you are you a skeptic dana or have you seen ghosts
2: no well okay so no except for around the same time when i saw or when i watched the conjuring and then i had to sleep with my mom i was like do you like have you ever seen a ghost and she was like no and Then like, so sometimes I would like think that I, so I live in a house where my great grandparents built. And uh, I was like, sometimes I like think I see a woman. And she's like, sometimes I think I see great grandma. Oh,
1: "Oh, creepy.
2: Or her grandma. So yeah, I thought maybe, but like, no, I've never seen like a real ghost. I do believe people when they tell me that they have, unless they sound ridiculous. I'm just want to be skeptical because if I can like keep anything at bay, I'm already an astrologer, you know, like everything (laughs) is so intense.
0: (laughs) have either of you ever had a noteworthy experience seeing a horror movie in theaters
2: I had to leave the exorcism of Emily Rose when we were in high school and then I woke up that morning at three thirty, and I was like no fucking way <laughs> but, I mean I also like saw an episode of Oprah where she was like if you think about a time you'll wake up at that time you don't need an alarm clock so I'm hoping that that was that and not like me being exercised <laughs> yeah Conquered.
1: I remember the first, I saw the first paranormal activity in theaters when I was in college. And then I had to go back to my apartment and all my roommates were gone. And we had this, a very like long hallway. And I specifically remember like, I had to wake up to like pee in the middle of the night and I refused to. So <laughs> I just like could not handle it. But I think that movie cause I think they, it, they kind of did it like Blair Witch style for a while where they were like, we're not mm-hmm. gonna, we're gonna pretend this like was real yeah found footage and I think the two actors like weren't allowed to like be out in public for a while or did they do that for Blair Witch I always forget which one but like maybe it was Blair Witch
0: they did it for Blair Witch I don't know I don't remember if they did it for Paranormal Activity or not
2: yeah Yeah. I remember you telling me about Paranormal Activity either on like a break or I don't know if you called or texted me and I was like I'm not seeing that movie no
1: it honestly scared me even if it wasn't like that's scary. I guess looking back, but like there's sorry, my stomach just like made the weirdest noise. i <laughs>
2: like picked up. You're being haunted.
1: <laughs> but there's like that scene where like the bed, like her sheet goes up a little bit, like and she moves her foot, and I just feel like that always goes up against like you know you when you're little, you're always afraid of like your feet coming out of your <laughs> your bed sheet because like you don't want anything to touch you or like grab your foot and I don't know. That movie like really scared me.
0: I mean, that fear has, tra- has carried over into adulthood. I always like tuck my feet into the covers. So
1: you gotta, you cannot yeah. do it any other way.
0: <laughs> I'm so jealous um, that you saw Paranormal Activity in theaters. Oh, I would love to
1: it was it was honestly really good and everybody in the theater was like freaking the fuck out so it was it kind of was fun but also it was still scary because everybody was like jump scared at the same time
2: (laughs) everyone's like sitting like with their knees to their chest in their seat like looking through like a hood (laughs) (laughs) no totally great
0: so have you seen any horror movies in 2023 so far that you would as your favorite so of this year
2: I mean okay so I saw Gone in the Night I think is the only new one I saw which was with I don't know Winona Ryder on Hulu and Dermot Dermot Mulroney I think it was Dermot, Dermot Mulroney yeah yeah that one I wouldn't like recommend it and I wouldn't even call it my favorite I enjoyed watching it it's bad but it's watchable yeah. I watched Every Secret Thing with Dakota Fanning which is not new it's from like 2015 honestly the, the person who wrote that should be in jail but or <sighs> given an award maybe both like it's just so bad, but so good. And so like twisted. And then I watched Regression, also not new with Ethan Hawke and Emma, Emma harmony Watson.
1: Oh my God. Did also you use that bad. as her middle name?
2: I just couldn't think of her name. Oh. Um, but yeah, those were like, they're like I said, like I like bad, interesting. They're watchable, right? It's not like so bad that you have to turn it off, but it's like, maybe it's just like that's how time works now where something from like five years ago suddenly feels out <laughs> of, you know the era yeah
1: Yeah. I I just watched the menu and I really liked it I thought it was really it was like shot really well I liked kind of like the dark humor of it like where they kind of treated it like chef's table and they would talk about what was going Mm -hmm. on like every what's it called every what's it called when you put out course. oh yeah every course and they talked about it it also was crazy to me how like chill everyone was when they realized they were all going or I don't know I don't,
0: I don't spoilers, wanna, like, spoilers for yeah I minute. don't I don't want to ruin it <laughs> I don't want to know
1: but when they realized they're all going to die I feel like they like accepted it in pretty hilarious yeah, ways
0: I've heard I've heard multiple people say that they're like they just went out too easily like why wouldn't you try to run again
1: yeah and I thought that was like the weird part to me I also thought it was funny though like the reasons why he brought those people to the dinner, like the one actor, he just like hated his movie so much, (laughs) which I loved. But yeah, I thought that was great. And then something that I'm interested in seeing, oh, well, I was interested in reading. It might actually be from like late 2022, but I feel like everybody has been talking about Terrifier 2 and how insane it is. And it sounded like it was very gory and it could have been fun if it was like an hour shorter. So, but I feel like that would be fun to watch just because it sounds like insane.
0: Have you seen this one? I
1: no, but I, as you know, I Wikipedia did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, it sounded just like a very bizarre. And I feel like anytime time you just have like a weird like clown type person or mime type person, it's already bizarre and weird and scary just from that being your killer.
0: Yeah. But yeah, have you seen it? I have not. I have not seen either of them, and I don't know if I will cuz I hear they're they're pretty brutal. So. Yeah.
1: Like reading um. it, I'm like, okay, like in my mind I'm imagining what happens to the people like done in like a a campy way. Yeah. What's that done in a campy way then?
2: It's very fucked up.
0: <laughs> so what horror movies are you most looking forward to seeing in 2023?
2: Dana, take it away. I want to see Poor Things from my guy, Yorgos, something. Oh,
1: my guy, Yorgos. <laughs>
2: Who did Killing of a Sacred Deer, which I would far and away recommend. I was obsessed with how good that was. And I just read about Poor Things. And I think it's coming out in the fall. And then I also want to see... It's like Disappointment Boulevard or What was Afraid. I just watched yeah. the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that looked so... Like, I don't know. It looks like horror Willy Wonka. I'm down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to see it. Or like, it also honestly... The movie Little Nemo, when we were little, there's this weird cartoon called Little Nemo, which probably to me was like a horror film as a child. And something about it reminded me of that. So if anyone's, you know, born in the late 80s, they may remember that too. Also, this isn't 2023, but I really think that Folia Dew will be either good or, or bad, but it'll be good either way, you know? with the, It's like the Joker 2. Oh, okay. And Lady Gaga is, it's like his girlfriend and then they're crazy together. It's like mental illness that breeds off of... Uh, each other or something I like know, or yeah. Psych- psychosis.
1: Yeah, I feel like for me, I just watched this trailer and I know it's out right now, but I want to see Infinity Pool with Alexander Skarsgard and I love Mia Goth. I think she's so interesting, so I like, definitely want to see that one. Yeah.
2: My aunt just was in Sundance and saw it.
1: Oh yeah, did she like yeah. it? It looks yeah, like
0: kind of fucked it. up.
2: She loves Alexander Skarsgard though, so oh yeah, yeah.
0: Yes. man does not a
2: reason. Yeah, he's so hot.
0: <laughs> I, saw it. I saw it last weekend it was very Ooh. very weird but it was good oh. I enjoyed it so
1: what's up with their masks or is that like a spoiler
0: I mean it's kind of a spoiler oh so,
1: yeah I mean, I like having a, things Wikipedia. ruined.
0: So if we <laughs> yeah, want to talk mean, go, about it after, <laughs> like, let me know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, are, are there any horror movies that you love that people generally don't like, or do you have any hot takes on horror movies? Dana always has.
1: <laughs> Dana always has hot takes. I feel like, I think I I'm like the I don't think I like like anything or dislike anything that would be appalling to others, but maybe I'm wrong. Dana, do you have anything?
2: I mean, not that I can think of. I mean, I just think like cultural response to a movie is interesting in and of itself. Like the Joker. When I watched it, I was like, this is a really dark movie. I think it's really well done. I, is that, would that be horror? It must be horror, right?
0: I would consider it Derivative kind of horror. Har- yeah, I would consider it kind of horror. But I know people would say that it's mo- mostly comic book.
2: Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Well, to me, it was like, this is scary. It,
0: it was really hard <laughs> to watch.
1: I was really <laughs> Yeah,
2: it was so Oh my
1: god! Yeah, I saw it in theaters, and there was so many parts where I was like so anxious. Where I was like, "This is not even cool
2: anymore." (laughs) There are also, also parts where I like started laughing, and people were like, "What's wrong with you? Like, are you the Joker?" But yeah, no, that I think it's interesting how many people like idol. I mean, that's not even like a hot take. It's sort of like easy to be like, "It's weird that you guys love him." But yeah, I love comedy too. So,
0: if you could remake one horror movie, which one would it be?
2: The Brood. In, 1979 <laughs> it's like it's like a mother child psychological horror film where like basically this mother has like the brood I watched it a long time ago and I might have been drunk but yeah it's like all these like little I guess they're called broods they're like basically like trolls who are sort of like her own like I guess it would be called like generational trauma and then I mean they're like just like haunt the family and then they like the little girl thinks she's escaped and then she has a brood or something oh so it's like you know you you get passed down these like sort of uh, things that haunt you and they're ugly ugly little babies (laughs) or like weird it's very weird in 70s or 80s i think it's 79
1: say no more i love weird (laughs) 70s you would like it I think for me, and I'm only doing this because I would love to see like what the reaction would be and how they would change it or do whatever. But I feel like Nightmare on Elm Street 2 has gotten shit on universally so hard. And I watched the documentary on it, which was super interesting. But I would like to see how it would be remade like now and like, especially with like how the kind of like the culture has ch- kind of changed. I would like to see what they would do with that. But it, that's more of just like a troll, like a, a troll answer, I guess.
0: <laughs> no, I think it would be interesting to see how it would be remade. Dana, you said you really liked witchy witchy horror. Have you watched Hellbender yet? No. You should watch it. I don't know if you can get it on VOD, but it's on Shutter. So Ooh. okay, it came out last year, so it should be on VOD. Hellbender. I'm sure, they're selling, sure they're selling okay. it. It is. It's a mother daughter like witchy thing.
2: Oh, I love that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And they have a band, so.
2: It's yeah. like Freaky Friday.
0: My last question is, if you had to spend quarantine with one horror villain, who would it be? Megan. <laughs>
2: we would dance. She would protect me. Nice.
1: Megan. Uh, I have to keep with my just like Nightmare on Elm Street theme that I've had throughout this whole episode and say Freddie. You know, he would bring the jokes. He would probably get annoying, but at least he would be <laughs> like l- lurking around quietly.
2: You know? <laughs> Yeah. He'd be there in your sleep. You'd always hang out.
0: Okay. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Do you want to tell everyone who's listening where they can find you both and Allegedly Astrology and as well as if they want a reading from you, Dana? Yes.
1: You could find Allegedly Astrology on like every- Dana, don't talk over me. I'm saying where we could be found. (laughs) You could find Allegedly Astrology on like every major podcast platform. You could find us on Instagram at Allegedly Astrology. Same for TikTok. We're also on Twitter at Allegedly Astro. Dana, do you want to say where people could get a reading from you?
2: Yeah, if you guys want a reading, you could check out our website to see what we offer in general. I could do birth chart prediction tailored to what you guys want. And I'm actually offering a sale on saturn readings for people who have pisces and aquarius saturn but yeah just check out the website or email us at allegedlyastrology.com and we could set that up
1: yes awesome. and we have patreon which we update every month with at least two episodes
2: and we do chart chats where you guys can ask questions
1: so it's good for like between seasons because we are a seasonal podcast but we have five out so that's like a ton of episodes to listen to right now
0: yeah. Everyone go check them out and also go look up your birth chart and then let them mm-hmm. know if you have questions through their page. Yes. Ads. Well, thank you this so much so again for being here. Thank yes. You for thanks for having us. This was, so, this was fun. so
1: fun. It just reminds me of like how I need to watch horror movies and not just read the Wikipedia plots. <laughs> <Yes. Same. laughs>
0: All right. Well, have a good night.
1: Bye. Thank, thank you. you so much
0: that's it for this week's episode of who's there i hope you enjoyed my conversation with dana and sarah and thanks again dana and sarah for coming on i'll leave links to where you can find allegedly astrology online you can follow us on twitter at who's there pod or on instagram at who's there podcast and if you have any questions comments concerns horror movie recommendations or you'd like to be a guest shoot us an email at who's there pc at gmail.com until next time stay scary and get boosted